the Sleepers Podcast. It's Greg Waddell. It's Carter Elliott. We are home from Philadelphia, where we were at a casino watching and betting on the entire first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Cart, there was a lot of adversity this weekend. We don't need to get into the details, but a lot of long drives, a lot of long nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot of wins, a lot of losses, losses from some teams, wins from some teams. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm still a little tired because it was a it was a long couple of days, but wouldn't trade it for the world. It was great experience for sleepers to be down there. Um, you know, I don't take for granted any moments we get to do stuff like that because I always tell Greg off air. Like I look at my Snapchat memories sometimes and like two years ago, we were recording podcasts like off our phone. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's funny and blessing to see how far we come. And it was a great experience, man. Like, I'm gonna remember that trip for sure, for better or for worse. Yeah, as will I, uh, for better, for the most part, for me, my team, if you haven't heard Carter, the Michigan Wolverines has made the sweet 16 Carter. I don't know if you knew this, they were the 11th seed in the region that they were in. They were underdogs. Mm -hmm. You could say people did not expect Michigan to win one, let alone two games in this NCAA tournament, beating Colorado. Uh, they, were, they, they were uh, they were expected to win one. Were they expected to win when they were down ten early? No, but they were favored going into that Colorado State game. This is true, Carter. I also don't know if you heard this. Their point guard Devonte Jones did not play the first game of this tournament. Their point guard Devonte Jones went down early, did not play the second half of the second round game against Tennessee. Carter, I don't know if you knew this, Tennessee was the top 10 team in the country the last month of the season, had just won the SEC tournament. And Carter, the Michigan Wolverines, I don't know if you knew this, won both games and are playing Villanova for a date in the Elite Eight in three days. Did that hurt hearing that? You did know this. No. It, you knew this. I know. I knew it. No. It, I mean, they, they played extremely well. Um, it just shows that, like, anybody can win any tournament game. Like, and sometimes you get favorable draws as well. And you just got to take advantage of them. And, uh, you know, sometimes the way seating works out, you're able to get those favorable draws. So credit to them. You know, I think the committee did them a lot of favors uh, and they took advantage of it to a full to the full extent. We're going we're gonna to play that with Tennessee, though. I'm fine if you want to say Colorado State was a favorable draw. I liked the matchup round one. Uh I, I don't know that you could say Tennessee was anything other than a legitimate top 10 team in the country. Oh, yeah. So that's not a favorable was, draw. No, but, I mean, the, the, the favorable draw was that they were even in it. I mean, I disagree wholeheartedly with that. I think they could have been in the play-in game, and I wouldn't have complained about it, to be honest with you, but they were going to make the tournament. All the metrics had them as a clear tournament team. Got to love metrics, right? Every bracketologist that knows a damn thing about the sport had them as a clear tournament team. Nobody had them out. You want to know what bracketologist I listen to? Who's that? Kevin Durant. Who the fuck wants to look at grass when we're talking about who? Uh, that's shots fired at Lucas Harkins and uh, the rest of the field of 68's bracketology experts who we are colleagues with, but okay. I, I, get I mean, it. those are my boys, but also all bracketologists are under six feet and cannot fight me. So <laughs> I can say what I can say what I want. 
That's true. Uh, so Michigan now moves to Villanova, and I think I'm I'm probably just sipping the Kool Aid here, Cart. But uh, I love the matchup. Am I crazy for that? This team does not play anybody over six foot eight consistently. I think that uh, that Michigan's path to a run in this tournament has always just been Hunter Dickinson being the baddest motherfucker there is. He's essentially been that for two games. He was eight for 10 from the floor against Colorado state, even though they were sending double teams at him all game. Uh, and he basically took the you're too small taunt from Euros Plavchich and forcibly stuffed it down his throat pause and then carried Michigan on his back to the sweet 16 with a hook shot from Eli Brooks along the way. Uh, but Cart, if I'm, if my path is just Hunter Dickinson needs to be the man, I love the Villanova draw because I don't think they have anyone who can stop him from being the man. I do. I agree with that. And uh, I think with the way Hunter's playing right now, you have good reason to be, you know, excited about that draw. I'll tell you right now, Eric Dickinson, uh, Eric Dickinson, Eric Dickinson cannot check Hunter Dickinson. That's a, that's a well-known fact. Like that's a baby. Jermaine Samuels cannot check Hunter Dickinson. That's all they have if I'm not mistaken, as far as big men. So there's no one that can handle Hunter. But with that said, Greg, like we have seen this Michigan team at points this year have dominant Hunter performances where he doesn't get anything else from anybody else. You don't know what you're going to get from Caleb Houston. Yes, you get you know, somewhat steady Eli Brooks play these last couple of weeks, but like also you don't know what you're getting from him. There's also matchups that could, you know, go against Michigan in this game. I think that Hunter Dickinson can be attacked off the pick and roll. Um, there's, you know, even if you guys, so let's say you don't have Devontae Jones, I'm guessing you're going to have him, whether you have him or not. I think that Devontae Jones is important in this game for one reason only, and that's because he's going against a guy like Colin Gillespie. Like, I don't want to throw Frankie Collins into a Colin Gillespie fire. I feel like Colin Gillespie will have his way with Frankie, and that's no disrespect to Frankie. That's just like, Colin's been Colin has been playing this game of college basketball since Frankie was in like seventh grade. So I feel like he would have his way with him. Um, so I think the matchups go both ways. And as far as, you know, how the game planning is going to go for Villanova as well. I know that Jay Wright's going to have his team prepared. Um, I don't think Rick Barnes had his team prepared and that's not taken away from what y'all did because I think Jawan and the staff had an unbelievable game plan against Tennessee and he coached circles around with Barnes as well as getting contributions from his players. But I, I think this is an interesting matchup because there are mismatches, but there's also mismatches going both ways. So I think it's a game that can go either way. Yeah. I think I disagree with the Rick Barnes slander uh, just based on how the game went. I, I don't disagree with slandering Rick Barnes for the jokes of it. Rick Barnes team's always underperforming March. That's hilarious. That's part of why I was excited about this draw. I don't think Rick Barnes did anything that led to his team underperforming in that game. I think Rick Barnes had a good game plan. Yeah, you're right. I think their guards basically torched Michigan off the dribble, and then they just missed a bunch of open threes down the stretch when they could have put the game away. Uh, now, when you talk about Colin Gillespie, obviously I'm scared of him. I think you're a little scared. Do you? Are you willing to share what you shared privately in a car with me to the listeners of the Sleepers podcast about Mr. Gillespie? Yeah, I think Colin Gillespie is a good player. You've never said that before on camera, ever. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a good he's a good player. 
I've I've always been objective as far as thinking that Colin is good, but also Colin becomes a friendly ghost in some situations. Anyone who was wondering, last game, Colin Gillespie was five for 13 from the field, two for nine from three. But we so, treat this motherfucker like, like he's fucking Caucasian Kemba Walker all the time. So here's the thing. That's part of why I like this matchup for Michigan. Even though Colin Gillespie's good, like Colin could very much go Colin the friendly ghost late in this game and i feel pretty good about that uh, i also think like michigan struggles so much more with guards who are quick as hell and or are like six five and can shoot over eli brooks right colin gillespie is neither of those things kennedy chandler and zakai ziegler were able to put hunter dickinson in ball screen situations and get all the way to the rim for layups i don't think colin gillespie is going to do that if you watch Colin Gillespie, he never blows by anyone. He wants to back dudes down and slowly, methodically work his way to the rim. He's not backing down Eli Brooks. He's not backing down Frankie Collins. He might not back down Devontae Jones. Those are all some burly dudes who are ready to get physical with Villanova's guards. Uh, I think uh, uh, before you go on with this, I just want to let you let this be known and go on record with saying this. Colin Gillespie will, would have Frankie Collins in hell. He would either have two well, fouls before he could even think I'll talk about or this. he would be getting cooked. I, I hardcore disagree here. And we might have to do a little prediction here and see what happens, Cart. Um, I, I disagree. We talked about on Unscripted that we just recorded the concept of being a gamer, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Frankie Collins is. And he is like he has the physical stature to compete in this game. My biggest fear, honestly, of how Michigan could lose this game, other than Gillespie just torching us, is they're going to try to play Devontae Jones more than he's capable of right now. He's coming off the concussion. He didn't play the second half again because it appeared that he he banged his wrist up. Uh, look, Devontae Jones has been a big part of why Michigan turned things around and ended up making the tournament this season. Devontae Jones, when he's not healthy, is not a guy that Michigan needs at this point, honestly. Frankie Collins has stepped in. Frankie Collins, quite frankly, won them the Colorado State game by flipping a switch and being able to get to the rim. And he ended up with like 14 points in that game. Uh, Frankie Collins is a good defender. Like the metrics and the numbers, if you look at the on-off stuff with Frankie Collins, Michigan's defense is significantly better when Frankie Collins is on the floor than their other guards. So I, I love Frankie as a matchup in this. I honestly think like if I'm worried about who is Gillespie going to torch cart? And you can tell me you're a guy who played uh, college basketball and also a guy who knows there's many levels to college basketball. If I'm worried about Colin Gillespie torching someone, it ain't the high level recruit. That's a division one recruit and a, a big 10 guy in Frankie Collins who had offers from everywhere. Maybe I'm a little more worried. He might torch the towards the coastal Carolina kid. Is that crazy? Uh, no, it's not crazy when you say it like that, but also, I mean, don't you look at Devontae Jones as at, at worst, like a really good defender? He's not as good of a defender as Frankie Collins. I can tell you that. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'll, in, I'll, in I'll, I'll side with you on that. Cause you watch, you watch more Michigan than me. So in the limited minutes that Frankie played, the sample size shows Michigan's defense significantly better with Frankie. And I, part of that is Jones gambles like an idiot. Like he goes for things that worked at coastal that don't coastal. work against Villanova. 
So gotcha. uh, we'll see. I look, I feel good no matter which one of those guys is in the game is my point, but I don't think there will ever be a moment where it's like, Oh, Gillespie's really taken Frankie Collins to school. If anything, like I expect Frankie Collins to show up and take the shit personally. Speaking of personal, this is a personal game. We, we talk about legacy games card. This is a personal <laughs> game for Mr. Eli Brooks coming off of his legacy game in the round of 32. Uh, Eli Brooks's two schools in his recruitment were Villanova and Michigan. You know who Villanova took over Eli Brooks? Colin Gillespie. Colin Gillespie. You know what happened the first year that both of these two players were in college? Villanova beat them. Villanova beat Michigan. You know what game that was? Final Four. The national championship. You know oh, what? It was a national championship. You know what city that game was in? Pennsylvania. The city that this upcoming game will be in. There are some parallels. There are some narratives. Uh, you know what happened the next time these two teams played? The only other time they played in Eli Brooks and Colin Gillespie's career. What happened? Michigan beat Villanova by 30 at Villanova's home gym. Just saying. There's a there's some backstory here. Eli coming off his legacy game now with a personal game uh, against his hometown school. Can't wait to see what happens, my friend. Prediction real quick, and then uh, – We'll actually now save your prediction. We're going to do predictions for every single game of the Sweet 16 for the second half of this episode. But first card. Can I ask you one last question before we move on, though? Yeah. Are, are you worried about Justin Moore at all? Like, is Caleb Houston checking Justin Moore? No. Or do you put or do you put Caleb Houston on Slater and then you put Eli on Justin Moore? Or what, put, how's that shake out? You put Caleb Houston on the smallest shooting threat, which is probably so, Slater. Slater. Yeah. So Eli's going to guard Justin Moore. Eli probably guards Justin Moore, yes. How tall is Justin Moore? Then? Probably 6'6". Six, six. This is big. If, if Justin Moore is 6'6", six, six, I'm terrified. If Justin Moore is 6'4", I'm not scared at all. <laughs> a big moment <laughs> moment of truth justin moore is six four i'm not scared at all okay that's fine right. we'll live with that listen okay. here, th- here's the truth and you know this because you've been anti-villanova with me all season don't act like we're scared of villanova <laughs> i didn't say anything villanova is a team full of dudes who just drain the shot clock and jump stop and pivot and back their way down against smaller Big East foes and get to the rim and take layups, okay? The Big East has like one and a half good centers in that league. Adama Sanogo is one of them, and Adama Sanogo is just Kofi Coburn with one less chromosome. And Kalkbrenner is the other one, and Kalkbrenner's fine. But, like, they haven't seen Hunter Dickinson. Their dribble-dribble back-down bullshit doesn't work when Hunter Dickinson's in the paint. It doesn't work. When you have good guard physical defenders that aren't like 5'11", is, is, is Hunter Dickinson going to be in the paint? If they want to beat us strictly with Eric Dixon threes and they do that, I'll tip my cap. Eric Dixon legacy game? Listen, I, I'll say this. Eric Dixon is going to get a lot of open threes in this game. And if Eric Dixon you, – you said it. They, they said on the broadcast when we were driving home. And that's Villanova's best shooter. And you're like, well, he's taking like 12 shots this season. Like if Eric Dixon wants to shoot the ball 12 times in this game, make six of them and he beats Michigan, tip my cap. He won't shoot them. He'll shoot two of them and hit one. Okay. 
I just wanted to. It's a good, it's a good matchup. Car, it's all. It's, I can't look ahead. It's a good matchup. Uh, all right, let's go game by game. But again, first we are presented by the good folks at Dimers, uh, who have been with us all year. Dimers.com/sleepers, where you can get betting promo codes, deposit matches, odds boosts, etc. Uh, and every time you do that, that really benefits us as well in a lot of different ways, financially and emotionally, which would be big for Carter Elliott right now. Because if you haven't heard, Carter's team is not in one of these games we're about to predict in the Sweet 16. Uh, they're actually home. They were sent home. Max Christie, sources are saying Max Christie has already had three peanut butter jellies from his mom in the last 24 hours since the season ended. So we will see. But again, dimers.com slash sleepers. Check them out. And uh, they are the good folks that put $1,000 towards a grand prize for the winner of our bracket contest. Thank you to everybody who participated in that. We had 350 brackets entered in the group. Carl, we had over 600 people that signed up with their email, but then just almost half of them didn't fill out a bracket. So we'll have to fix that for next year. But kudos to all of you guys. Shout out to that. Dimers is pretty happy with us, I think, right now. So Go get some more free stuff from divers.com slash levers. Oh, and also check out Gregory's new write-ups on divers as well. Giving out betting tips. I forgot about that. Yeah, I am trying to do that. I have been doing that a little bit lately. So uh, yeah, check them out. All right, let's go game by game. Uh, Gonzaga against Arkansas. Yeah. So this, this uh, I'm going to mention the spreads too, just, just so you can chime in on that as well, if you'd like to. Um, Gonzaga's favored by nine in this game. Seems like a lot of points. Um, I don't know for this game. I feel like Gonzaga has a, a extreme advantage, yeah, extreme advantage in the front court. I think Jalen Williams is a good big, but I don't know if they have another big that could handle Chet and Timmy. Um, and I'm just, I'm kind of down on this Arkansas team. To be honest, like I thought they easily could have lost their last game. I thought they easily could have lost the game before that to Vermont. Uh, but they find themselves in the Sweet 16. And the must bust gets them there. But I'm I'm just down on this team. I think they're extremely streaky. J- JD Note is one of the most streaky players in the country. He can go nuclear or he can look like Tyson Walker on some days. So you never know what you're really going to get from him. I think that this, this Gonzaga team is destined to get it done this year. They're my pick to win it all. So I expect them to win this basketball game. Yeah, I I am scared of the game that Gonzaga is just going to run a team off the floor. I kind of thought it was going to be the Memphis game, but Memphis put up a surprisingly good fight in that. Arkansas is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I think they have the firepower to make this a game. I'd be pretty shocked if Arkansas won. It's a stay away from a betting perspective for me just because I do think there will be a game where Gonzaga just blitzes somebody. I don't think Gonzaga is winning this tournament though. So the, the game where they blitz somebody has to come soon. And honestly, it kind of feels like it's this, I, I might've just talked myself into Gonzaga minus 10. I feel pretty good about that. I'll take Gonzaga <laughs> comfortably. And uh, I hope we get Gonzaga Duke in the next game, which is where we will go. Duke against Texas tech cart. Do the blue devils keep it up? You you're a skeptic. I don't think you like Duke. I am skeptic. I think that Texas tech wins this basketball game. I think that, defensively they're going to have Duke in hell and I don't think that this Duke team is good at all 
defensively. I think they have the ability to be. They have an elite rim protector on Mark Williams. I think they have the size to be good defenders. Wendell Moore is a great on-ball defender. But it seems like this team doesn't buy in and lock in at times. So I feel like Texas Tech's going to be able to get enough buckets in this game and enough stops on the other end to pull out this game. Um, I think Texas Tech is the better team. I don't think that they're the more talented team, but I think they're the better team. Yeah, I don't at all. I think Duke's the much better team and more talented team when Duke plays well. I feel the same that I did about Michigan State. If Duke plays well, they should win this game comfortably. I think we saw this in the Texas Tech-Notre Dame game that ended up way closer than it should have been. Texas Tech doesn't have a bucket getter that I trust when things get tough. Against Notre Dame, they had to get to the free throw line a ton. They did that. I don't know that that's going to happen against Duke. Uh, and if this game is close down the stretch, I trust every single guy on Duke's roster to make plays more than I trust Texas Tech. So give me Duke. Uh, do we have the betting line for that one? Uh, Texas Tech's favored by one. I, that's ludicrous to me. Duke money line is a go, and I feel great about it. Duke against Gonzaga uh, would be a matchup for the ages. I'm looking forward to that. All right, uh, in the other side of the bracket from Thursday night's games, Arizona against Houston. This game is in San Antonio, Texas, just for the record. Maybe a little bit of a home game for Houston. I don't know how far Houston is from San Antonio. Arizona surviving late last night with the the no call against TCU at half court as time was expiring. Kirk Risa was like one for 10. I had the Kirk Risa pack ready to go if they lost that game. I'm pretty sad that I wasn't able to do anything with it. Do you have Arizona bouncing back and handling Houston? No. I got Houston oh. winning this basketball game. One, I'm a I'm a Houston Cougar advocate. You know this. I have been for the past couple of years. I believe what Kelvin Sampson does with this team. I think it's amazing the fact that he's not mentioned enough with like the great coaches in college basketball. Never really sits right with me. Um, and I think that we saw some things kind of exposed with Arizona last game. Not even as regards to on the court, but I thought there were some things with Tommy Lloyd's rotations that seemed a little odd to me. Uh, they let Eddie Lampkin, who's a really good player, don't get me wrong. Uh, I, sorry, really good might be taking it a little far. He's a he's a solid player who does what he needs to do well. And he abused them on the offensive glass. Like, that should tip something off in your head that, you know, Houston can take advantage of that. Like, Houston's the best offensive rebounding team maybe in the history of college basketball. Like, year after year, they're always top three. I think they're number one this year. Like, that's what they do. So this Arizona team isn't going to box out, and I think they can be beat. Um, and I don't know. This this Arizona team, to me, is really front-runnery vibes. Like, wh- what do they – I mean, I don't know, man. Like, they win that basketball game off a couple calls that I thought should have went the other way for TCU. I thought that was a poorly officiated game. TCU should have won that basketball game. Maybe you said Arizona should have won that basketball game too. But I don't know, really front-runnery to me. They win the game. They're, you know, doing all this, doing all that. Dalen Terry's like, we're the best team in the country, da-da-da. Like, eh, I don't know. I'm I'm down. I've been down on Arizona all year uh, and just the Pac-12 in general. I'll always be down on. Uh, I think they're a little entitled that they won the Pac-12 when they haven't really beat anybody all year who's not a Pac-12 team. I think Houston physically is going to have these guys shook. And I don't know if they're going to be able to bounce back from it. And if he's going to continue to play Kirk Creesa through his little 
lulls and let him gun, I'm, I'm really okay with that. And that bodes well for Houston. So here's my counter. Has Houston played anybody all year? Has Houston beat anybody all year? Yeah. Who? Illinois. Arizona beat Illinois. At Illinois. Who else has Houston beat? Who they play in the first round? Uh, UAB. They beat Memphis, too. They beat Memphis one out of three times. Lost to Gonzaga. You also, you also said they didn't have any quad one wins coming into Illinois. I did. I Now they have one or two if you have the Memphis win. I, I'm i not a skeptic of either of these teams. Neither is Ken Palm. I think this is the number two versus number three team in the country on Ken Palm in the Sweet 16, which is crazy. Uh, I need to fact check myself on that because that could have been a total lie, but I feel like I heard that somewhere and it sounds right to me. Yes, Houston is the second best team on Ken Palm. Arizona's third. Pretty crazy. Uh, I... I, I think both teams are capable of making a Final Four, and if they were in opposite brackets, if either of them were in the Kansas region right now, I'd be picking them Final Four. I kind of feel like Arizona survived their scare and has a little bit of Team of Destiny feel to them right now. I also think there's a decent chance that at the end of this tournament, we just look back and we feel really stupid for not realizing how good this Arizona team is and how much more talented they are than everybody else. Um, I think, like, is there a better front court than Coloco Tubelis? I don't think so. And if you want to say Timmy Chet, that's fair, but they're way better defensively in the Arizona front court. Like, Coloco erases dudes. Didn't erase Lampkin. Drew Timmy's an open window. Like, just come right in. You feel that breeze? Like, that's that's what Drew <laughs> Timmy allows to everybody. Um, I'd also take Walker Kessler and Jabari over those dudes. Sure, but I guess what makes Arizona special is, okay, you have a top three front court in the country. Then you have Ben Matherin, who, again, we don't talk about him because he's not Jabari. We don't talk about – I mean, he's not Paolo. He's not one of those wings. Like, he kind of went – not Kemba, but, like, he reminded me of Dwayne Wade down the stretch of that game. Like, I vaguely remember one of my first college basketball memories of my life was watching Dwayne Wade just – single-handedly torch people for that Marquette team that made the run. And they also had some other guys, Travis Diener, shout out Travis Diener, killer. But uh, like Dwayne Wade was just like an unstoppable smooth force. Like Matherin was going through dudes. He was hitting jumpers. He was doing it defensively. And then they have this wild card in the backcourt in Kirk Risa and this bouncy ass Dalen Terry. Like, I don't know. I just like, I look around the country and I'm like, there's a bunch of good, not great teams. Like I literally started checking off like the teams that could even win a national title this year. Like we might as well do that as an exercise card. The only two teams that I can honestly see winning a national championship this year are Arizona and Gonzaga. And I'm riding with Arizona. If that's actually the matchup. You don't see Duke. I, I think Duke's probably third, but I'd still be pretty surprised just because of like, I, their inconsistency in their defense. But, like, I mean, let's just – can we do this quickly? Arkansas, can they win a title? No. Villanova, no. Michigan, no. Villanova can win a title. Villanova can win a national championship? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't see that, but maybe. I do. Okay. We can, we can move on. Texas Tech? 
No. Houston. No. Like if you if you got to wait on it, I think the answer is no. I can't believe you said Villanova can win a title and Houston can't. Uh, I really wanted to say Texas Tech could win one. Purdue. Yes. Purdue? Yes. St. Peter's. Oh. Providence. No. UCLA. Actually, can I go back? I think Providence can. See, I, you're being too generous. Like, I, I don't think any team left in this bracket can win a title other than Gonzaga or Arizona. Arizona's not in it for my title contenders. Are you out of your mind? Okay, you missed the point of that entire exercise. If that's what we're doing, but that's fine. That's fine. You, it's okay. Get get your head out of the dumps, man. What? Did you just remember that Michigan State's not playing this weekend? Is that what happened? No, I'm just I'm sick of this Arizona narrative. They shouldn't even be here. They're good. They're really good. Mather They're good. Stepped up. They're good. They're great. They're, good. They're great. They're not great. I'll say this. If Michigan does beat Villanova and they get Arizona, I think Michigan gets ran out of that gym. I'll say this. The Pac-12 fucking stinks. <laughs> Can't do this with you anymore. Okay. Uh, that leads us to Villanova, Michigan. I got Michigan, if that wasn't obvious. I got Villanova in a tight one. Also, the best chance of any Pac-12 team to win a title is not Arizona. It's UCLA. Again, disrespectful. Let's move on. You're just. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think Villanova, I think Villanova, look, God damn it! Huh? Learn from your mistakes. Last year, you were fade the Pac-12 all tournament, and that was the dumbest thing you could have done. Stop! Stop doing it. Just learn from your mistakes. We're trying to be better people, are we not? Learn from your mistakes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Purdue versus St. Peter's. Purdue, easily. Also, take that line, whatever it's at. I saw it at 12. So I was with you on take that line. We talked about it all weekend. And then it opened at 12 and a half. And 12 and a half is a lot of points against a Purdue defense that doesn't guard at all, Cart. They don't guard at all. At all. It's it's the Peacocks, man. Edert. (laughs) Like he's gonna hit shots. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not scared of Dagan. <laughs> Listen, when uh when Purdue let Texas back in the game that they were up 15 on early, that's when I just remembered like I can't fall for the Purdue trap. Can't do it. They're going to lose a game they shouldn't because they let a team hang around. Like even if Purdue's up 18 early in this game, aren't they just letting St. Peter's cut it to like seven late in the second half? Like that's what Purdue does. Well, I think it's going to be at 30, and they'll cut it to 22. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, we both have Purdue, so maybe you can talk me out of betting that one before Friday. That'd be nice. Uh, the other one in that region, UCLA, North Carolina. We got? I got UCLA in that game. If Jaime Jaquez is back. I think I got Carolina, but I don't feel good mm-hmm. about either. I just – I don't like the vibes from this UCLA team right now. We've talked about how much we love their vibes as long as we've talked about them. They are hashtag vibes team for us. Uh, I don't like the vibes right now. I think they should have lost to Akron round one. I think that they're relying entirely on tough twos. And I think that RJ Davis and Caleb Love might be the great backcourt that nobody wants to give credit to. Like, is there a backcourt you take over those two in the entire tournament right now? Uh, do, 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 do. No, that's probably the backcourt I'm taking. Which is terrifying. And they got a center to stick with that. And they got the stick from French Lick, since we can't call him his other name anymore. 
So I'm in. I think North Carolina has more games to play and they beat UCLA. Uh, opposite side, Kansas, Providence. I got Providence, team of destiny. Uh, so torn on this one. Uh, I got Providence. Yeah, I I really not lucky. Not lucky. Hashtag gamers. Hashtag gamers. And uh, Miami Iowa State. I don't. I'm not even gonna make a pick. I refuse to acknowledge that that's a Sweet 16 game. Iowa State's winning that game. Both those teams are horrible. Yeah, that really sucks. Like. If we're handing out like a dunce of the episode, like thanks a lot, Auburn. Like yeah. just like that. Why are you subjecting us to this? Yep. Agreed. But okay, uh last question. Little 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 mix it in. Well, you already said your least favorite. What's your favorite game out of this? Like not favorite matchup, just the game you're most excited to see. I mean, I'm definitely most excited to see the game with my team in it because my team is playing. Okay, but, but besides that. It's the round after the round of 32, in case you needed directions to that. I wasn't sure. Uh, I've actually seen it five times in a row. I'm not sure if you have. Anyways, uh, you want the game that I'm actually looking forward to watching? That was the question? Yeah, dickhead. <laughs> can, can, we, can we actually talk about that after I give you the game I'm like? excited to watch can we talk about what i just sure okay thanks uh i i think it's providence yeah i think it's providence i think arizona houston's the obvious one i think it's going to be the highest level game uh and honestly separate that michigan villanova is going to be a great game as well i think ucla north carolina will be a great game but i'm most excited to see providence against a team that everyone actually respects because i think providence is going to shut everybody up it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I was going to say the Providence one for me, too, because I'm tired of hearing the narrative um, on that team. Uh, but also Texas Tech. I'm excited to see that game. I've been team Red Raider all year. I still think this is a Final Four caliber team. Um, I don't think they're going to get there because Gonzaga's in their side of the bracket, but I think they beat Duke. I think they put Coach K out of here, finally. It's his time. We'll have to see. I, I would much rather see Gonzaga versus Duke in the Elite Eight than I would. Uh, yeah, but but all in all, I love the matchups in the Sweet 16. I think there's going to be a lot of high-level basketball, a lot of good games. I mean, obviously, outside of that Miami-Iowa State game, like, these are going to be some great games to watch, like Arkansas-Gonzaga, Houston-Arizona. All, like, all these games are going to be really good to watch. So I'm excited about that. Also, we did call it before the seat or before the tournament that that pod with Auburn and Wisconsin was by far the weakest one in the entire bracket. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of played out as that. Yeah, I'm not even gonna watch that game. That disgusts me that I have to watch that game. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we need to address the elephant in the room, the enormous elephant in the room cart. Tom Izzo, Mr. March, won Sweet 16 in the last five attempts. Jawan Howard slash John Beeline, five Sweet 16s in the last five attempts. Your thoughts? We also have a Final Four in there that you don't have. Michigan had a Final Four in that same span. Did they? Michigan had a national championship appearance in that same span, actually. You said last five, right? Last five tournaments, yeah. When did Michigan win the national championship again? They lost to Villanova in 18. Oh, I thought you said they won one. No, they appeared in the national championship game, which was one round further than Michigan State advanced with Cassius Winston. So there is no way for you to twist this into a Michigan State win. 
Oh, you mean in one of the weakest tournament runs of all time to get to the title game where you had everything fall your way and then you got in the national championship game and got absolutely dog walked by Dante DiVincenzo. So that's, by what we're doing. that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're yeah gonna, you're proud of that. Dissecting. You're proud of that. We're going to dissect. No, 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 no. no let, let, let's talk about it. Yes. It is a great accomplishment that you have been to five straight. Everyone, every single one, everyone cart. I grew up. Nah, I'm going to get a bar off. You're going to listen to this shit because I had to listen to this shit for my entire life, okay? I grew up in East Lansing. I grew up five-minute drive from the Breslin Center. I grew up learning to love basketball through- You didn't grow up in East Lansing. I grew up in Lansing. I said I grew up in Lansing, five-minute drive from the Breslin Center, a place that you, Michigan State fans, say you had never been to until this season, which, again, very interesting to me. Uh, Anyways. Grew up having to hear all that bullshit. I had to hear about Michigan State fans who were just like lackadaisical about losing in the Sweet 16 because it happened so frequently that that's just that was a given. That was the expectation. And I remember, Cart, I would have killed. I would have done anything for my team just to win one game in the NCAA tournament, let alone make a second weekend, Cart. And now flash forward 15 years later. Every single tournament, my team makes the Sweet 16. Every single one. Sustainability. My coach can leave. It doesn't matter because we're going to find a way. That's what winners do. That's what winning programs do. All that yada, yada, all that. Oh, the number one recruiting class really didn't do anything. Oh, can he coach? Oh, he's just assaulting other coaches on the sideline. Yada, 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 yada. Bullshit. When it matters, we win games. Cart. We win games and we are back in that sweet 16 again and Tom Izzo has had one in the last five attempts and it's going to be one in the last six he's, next a, he's also hung he's also he's also hung he's also hung multiple banners in that span as well just so you know well that's because Michigan and Michigan State carry the entire uh Big Ten on their shoulders both have banners in that span okay. how many banners y'all got I need to remember, but we have a Final Four banner in eighteen. We have. I'm talking. About, I'm talking about Big Ten banners. We have Big Ten tournament banners galore. We have Tur- Big Ten regular yeah, season. We have a Big Ten regular season banner as well. Isn't last, it one from last season? That I'm saying one. Uno singular. <laughs> and look, both like bro, like okay, like y'all. Did good, like y'all made it to a Sweet Sixteen, though. Again, again, and again, and again, and again. Five agains. That's what you should be doing. That's what Michigan State should be doing. Is it? You're the one who's saying we're not getting high enough recruits to be able to do it. Uh, is Michigan State a basketball program? Is Michigan State a basketball school? Spartan Dogs? Woof woof. Yeah. Where's the second weekend? I don't, are, do we hang Sweet 16 banners or some shit like that? Do you, don't hang around with 32 banners, that's for sure. Yeah, all right. This is coming from the same guy who wanted Jawan gone a month ago. Did not want him gone. Did not want him gone. You didn't want him to be the coach of your program. Did say that. Exactly. <laughs> that was, so that was like, a personal thing. You know, I have my personal agendas. Did, did like, not say like, you should be gone. I don't know what you want me to say. Congratulations to the team that was ranked top five and coming into the year, making it to the Sweet 16. You're the true underdog story that lights a fire under me every morning so I can wake up and go on. Thank you for doing that. 
Uh, I just look, you and I have, you and I have done this podcast for years, but you and I have really only taken this serious for two years, my friend. And this game has taken us to many great places. Uh, but to know that since we've taken this seriously, your team has never made the second weekend and mine has always made the second weekend brings me so much innate joy. I can't express that to you. So in the last, is that you're saying the last two years? Correct. Congrats, Greg. You got that over me. We could go back three years, four years. Do you, I mean, five. How long? How many should we go back? Well, I mean, we made it in nineteen. You did, yeah. Cash Winston, great run. Would have made it in twenty. Oh man, gosh, that one hurts. Do you put hypothetical banners up for that? Mm-mm. Illinois would. I couldn't remember. Hey, like I said, man, like that's I can't hate like making five sweet 16s is a fire ass accomplishment. Congrats. Thank you. I don't know what else you want more out of me. No, that's I didn't want. I just had to get some thoughts, some things off my chest. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. 729 p.m. Thursday night. I get to watch my team play for a chance to go to the Elite Eight. Colin Gillespie is all that stands in my way. I'm pretty excited about that. You won't be as excited after the game. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I'll see about that. Uh, Otherwise, don't let me have the two consecutive elite eight narrative going. Don't give me that card. That's a whole new twist on the numbers. Uh, This has been fun. Are we, are we going to keep doing sleepers episodes or now the season ends? Well, I was, I mean, we could do, I don't know, I, I think we could do it. I don't know. It is starting to eat at me that I got to do it with a coach who hasn't won a national title, but like, I think we can still do it. Oh, so we're going back 22 years now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm shit. That's, that's the narrative I got to take. Since you want to bring up all these history facts, why not? Let's you're, so you're, you're going the Michigan football route. You're going the, the back in my day, Bo Schembechler route. Okay, don't put that on me, please. I just there's some parallels between sexual assaults there. If we're gonna do that, but no, I was just no, I was just I was just poking a little fun at you, and you really went there and dipped into gentlemen that are in hell right now. Wow. I I gotta watch my tongue. I host I host a Michigan State basketball podcast too. I can't say much more here. Uh, okay, all right. Well, are you gonna watch the Wolverines? You want to come watch with me? No, I will. You you know I don't watch the tournament uh, once my team's out. Yo, so you haven't watched in like five years, and you haven't been to a Sweet? No, I haven't watched the Sweet Sixteen in four years. There, it's a lie. First of all, it's a lie. Uh, how, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen if Michigan is at the Final Four and you and I have to go to the Final Four? If Michigan ends up in the Final Four, no one should be surprised. Was this yeah. not a top five team coming into the year? Uh, yeah. Okay, so there should be no surprise that they make a Final Four. They were bad all year. They were a top five team. All year? I'm saying they were a top five team coming into the year. You certainly didn't treat them like that. They didn't earn it. Now they are. 
Okay, good for them. So what happened? I'm glad you you could work your way back from the depths of hell to be what you were at the start of the year. Congrats. Yeah, some some teams peak at the right time. Wasn't Michigan what Michigan State was like 11th in the country in December, right? Something like that. Yeah. Those the wins against UConn and Loyola were cute for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 happy for y'all that y'all get to experience one more game and practice for one more week. One more week. Just this week. This is it. You willing to go on record with that? This is it. I'm, I'm. This is this is it for the Wolverines. You willing to do a clown makeup bet at the Final Four? Not the Final Four, because I got it. I got an image to maintain. Oh no! Oh no! Car. You want to be in clown? You want to be in clown makeup? You want to be in clown makeup? Let's let, let's discuss the terms of this bet. If if Michigan makes a Final Four. I would like you to wear something stupid for one day of our trip to the final four. But we also have to acknowledge that Michigan is the underdog massively in both of these games. Is it massive? Is it like four and a half points? Massive underdogs. Is it? Ma- Wait, hold on. Actually, what is the point total on that? Let me, let me, check. stop massive underdogs. Massive. Four underdogs. and a half, four and a half points. I mean, the, the little engine that could Wolverines. We'll see what they can oh, do. The little maize and blue that could. You know what? Let's see here. No, we can do that. I would say you have to wear a Michigan State jersey, but you wear jerseys on every team. So it's oh, oh, boo. No, was- no, I'm, no, that actually wasn't a joke. I'm literally just thinking out loud here. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> I was just grabbing which one should I wear today. I wasn't sure. Uh, probably this one, probably, probably the one of the baddest man in the tournament cart. I might have to go in the circle. Oh, I forgot to tell you, I have a, a new entrance into my circle of glory. What? I like, so I have a little, uh, like it's my quote unquote, Greg Waddell hall of fame, basically, uh-huh. which is reserved. Am I in it? No. I mean, th- this is a Michigan basketball specific circle of glory. Um, I have other circles of glory as well. That's why there can be multiple circles. It's like the Olympic logo where there's five. Anyway, my Michigan yeah. basketball circle of glory, there can only be four members of the circle. I've only had three my whole life. Any guesses who those three are? Uh, Trey Burke, Nick Stauskas. Uh, how many are there, did you say? Three. And then Hunter Dickinson. Incorrect. Trey Burke, Nick Stauskas. Sue Douglas. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole, Trey Burke, Nick Stauskas, Jordan Poole were locks in my uh, circle of honor for the entirety of their careers after Jordan Poole hit the shot. Obviously, that's when he entered. There was an original fourth member. He was John Beeline, but John Beeline forsaked me. He ruined everything. So I still – he we can't even mention his name. We're going to have to edit that. Um, but fourth member, Cart, any guesses who the new fourth member is? Eli Brooks. Eli motherfucking Brooks, Cart. Eli has stepped into the circle. Four sweet 16s in this man's career with two different coaches? Are you kidding me? This man played in a national title as a freshman. And this program should have gone like this after John Beeline just deserted us. And Eli has just put us on his back, worn us like a backpack, Cart. He's ridden the ups and downs. He's yelled at Caleb Houston when he's been nothing but a lampshade. He's yelled at Musa Diabate when Musa's done nothing. He's tutored the future Frankie Collins. 
He's been there, Cart. And when it mattered most with the season on the line with Kennedy Chandler going nuts, Eli hit the hook shot. Are we sure that Eli didn't teach the hook shot to Xavier Simpson in the first place? He might have, Cart. But Eli's so humble, he would never even tell you. He'd never look you in the eyes and say that it's about me. He'd say it's about us. He'd say it's about Michigan. He'd say it's about Sweet 16s. He'd say it's about tourney runs. And that's why he's in the circle of honor. That circle of honor must be really fun because, like, you guys can get together whenever you want. Well, except Jordan Poole, he's the only one who actually plays in the NBA. But the rest of the circle can be available at all times. So that's pretty. Yeah, nice. That's how that, that, that's on brand for you to not know that Nick Stauskas plays in the NBA. But uh, well done. No, no, he yeah he did. He just signed a two way deal with uh, the. Ray Burke Celtics. also plays in the NBA. He's in the NBA. So. Everyone except Eli Brooks is in the NBA, and you just said none of them are. I said contributes, plays. Oh, okay. Got it. Who are your Michigan State favorite players again? Oh, mine? Cash is Winston. Yeah, Cash is in there. Big, big plays in the NBA guy. Miles Bridges. Ah, okay. Thought he was a rapper. Draymond Green. Analyst. Oh man, Gregory, I'm I'm happy you're happy. Just so you know that. Thank you. I'm not happy that Michigan's there, but I'm happy that this brings you joy. I'm sad. You're sad. I'm, I'm not I'm, sad. You're not. You said not watching the games. You're not sad. I mean, I'm I'm sad that our team didn't get through yesterday's game, both having fun and being healthy because we had some injuries. And I'm sad. You're sad that you couldn't get through that game without having fun and being healthy, my friend. It makes me sad to see you sad. It makes me sad to see you like this. So, uh, you know, those victory shades, put them on the shelf. Make sure they don't collect dust. A lot more victories in your future. And uh, we'll be back next year. Hopefully, Look, the good news is when the season starts, Cart, every team has a chance to make the second weekend. Very true. Can I also go on record saying that you thought we would lose to Davidson and we didn't? That's true. Gutsy, gutsy performances down the stretch. Just, just letting that be known. And also, I'm in on the bet for the uh, – we'll get like a clown nose, clown hat, and you have to wear that for a full day down in New Orleans. Doing down in New Orleans. So no, no paint? Would you like paint to be involved? Well, what, what are the terms of the bet? Because I mean, you, you, you have to admit it's not fair that Michigan's an underdog in back-to-back games here. Like, they're not expected to make the Final Four. I know, but also it's not fair that if Villanova wins, I got to wear clown makeup because they don't cover. I'm, I mean, I was saying you only have to do this if Michigan makes it to the Final Four. Oh, okay, yeah, it is. If Michigan makes it to the Final – if Michigan makes it to the – to just to the Final Four? If Michigan makes it to the Final Four, you have to wear clown makeup and a nose – of my choosing, I'll buy the stuff for you. Uh, yes. To the game. Yes. Okay. And what do I have to do if Michigan doesn't make the final four? Uh, actually, it doesn't have to go that far. If Villanova covers in this basketball game and wins, what do I want you to do? 
I want you to run a mile for every point they cover over. Can I chunk them up? If it becomes over five miles, you can chunk it up. Sorry, if it becomes over two miles, you can chunk it up. I, I gotta say, if I have to run five miles straight, that ain't gonna go well. Uh, okay. Okay. I'd rather have the pancake bet. We can't revive the pancake bet. Do you want that? I would. That, I would advise against. I would advise against it. It was well, hell. You've done both. Pancakes is better than running, or worse than running. Running was better. No, running was better than pancakes. Pancakes sucked. I hate running. Dude, I ate 37 pancakes. That's a lot of points. Fine. I I accept the terms of this. I accept okay. the terms. One mile for every point Villanova covers over Michigan. Uh, if Michigan makes the final four, you have to wear clown makeup. And if Michigan beats Villanova and then loses in the next game, nobody has to do anything. That seems like a shame. If Michigan beats Villanova, I'll wear your Hunter Dickinson jersey to New Orleans. Okay. Shake on that. Deal. There you have it, folks. Uh, lovely way to end at least the first round of the NCAA tournament episode from the sleepers. We will be back uh, probably with one more episode prior to our trip to New Orleans together. And then we will be on site in the final four with a bunch of shenanigans and other fun things planned. Follow us at sleepers media at Carter Elliott underscore underscore, uh, which is actually, if you need to remember how many underscores are in that handle, just remember it's one more than the number of second weekends Tom Izzo's made in his last five tournament appearances. And then at G 12, uh, which I, you know, I, that's seven more years until Michigan makes 12 straight second weekends. So just remember it that way. Any words, Cart? <laughs> yeah, uh, that wasn't your best work, my friend. It was sloppy. You're right. It was a little sloppy. It was. It was a little sloppy, but uh, no, no, no last words from me. Congratulations to Greg. Congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines on making it to the Sweet 16. All bullshit aside, that is a good accomplishment. That went against Tennessee was a huge win. Tennessee, to me, was one of the national title contenders, and you guys beat them. So, congrats. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will talk to you later this week. All right. Sounds good. Chris Weber's a front runner. <clears throat> Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.